This podcast is produced on the ancestral homeland of the Nooksack and Lummi people. They have been its stewards since time immemorial, respecting the land, river, and ocean with the understanding that everything is connected, related, and alive. We acknowledge the elders and their collective and individual plights and achievements. We consider the legacies of violence, displacement, migration, and settlement that bring us together today. And we pursue ongoing action to build lasting relationships and grow together so that all may prosper. So here we are once again. I'm here with my boss, Mary Vermillion. Hi, Neil. Good to see you. (laughs) Hi, Mary. And hey, I just want to note we're sitting here in the Linden Library in our um, Linden studio. We had, (laughs) yes, our remote studio in Linden. (laughs) I'm looking out the doorway here through a little piece of glass and Amelia's smiling at me and I can see patrons moving about. It's a beautiful day here in Linden. It's a beautiful and cold day. But Jess Walter is coming to town. Jess Walter is coming to town. Yeah, this year's Walk and Reads author, the author of The Cold Millions, our featured book this year, and of course, many, many other wonderful things. But um, yeah, he'll be here for four in-person and one online uh, presentation. And the great thing is that I got to sneak in and get a pre-event interview with him. Yes, you did. So we called, we talked remotely. He didn't come up to Bellingham just for Mm -hmm. that my interview and then go back. I didn't go down to Spokane for his interview. Well, that's the beauty of a podcast, right? That's the beauty. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we had a a really nice conversation. um, And well, and you're a big fan of Jess Walter's books. I mean, for a long time, I've been a fan since his 2009 book, Mm -hmm. the financial lives of the poets. Yeah. And, and we talk about that and how I discovered the book and, and it was great because um, I wasn't think I don't think he was expecting to talk about anything other than the cold millions. But I figured he's going to be talking about the cold millions for three days here in Whatcom County, and this is my opportunity to to just talk about what I want to talk about because because. There's nobody looking over my shoulder when I'm recording him on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I do. I do have to bring it to Mary, and and she gets veto power. Yes, I don't but know if I, I don't think I've vetoed anything this time around. But it's funny that you say that. So the financial lives of the poets, which is your, is it your favorite? It's my favorite okay. of his books. Yes. Yeah, because it really spoke to you at that time in your yes, life, and yeah. it came out in 2009. Yes. And what year, what else happened in 2009? First year of Whatcom Reads, 2009. That's so right. that is really, that's a nice little connection there. I love that. Yeah. We talked, we talked about um, the fact that he has done other um, reads events, um, mm-hmm. community reads. Yeah. He's the, the na- whatever they call it, the national book read right now. Um, they come out with a whole lot of titles and um, that, different library groups and other community groups can choose as their community one read. We chose the cold millions outside of that nationwide process, but the cold millions is part of that nationwide choice right now. I have to confess my ignorance here. I didn't know there was a nationwide Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. But you know, one thing I want to make sure, so this is going to air before Jess comes to town. Um, or maybe you're listening to it after, but it regard, happen. yeah. But regardless, there's a couple things we want to make sure people are aware of with this year's Walk and Reads programming. The first, as I mentioned before, there are four in-person and one online um, event with Jess Walter. Each requires a pre-registration. Yeah. 
because of COVID and just because of, well, some of the um, size restrictions and some of the venues we have, we are requiring um, pre-registration for each of the programs, and it's super easy to do. Um, I do know the Deming Library event is already has a waiting list, but just go to our website, walkandreads.org slash events will take you right to all of the event listings. Yes. And then you can just click through and just register. Very easy. Everything is free except for the um, Chuckin' at Radio Hour, Village Books Chuckin' at Radio Hour is a $5 ticket. But that $5 ticket is... What do you get with that $5 <laughs> besides a, a great show? A great show it is a voucher for any book purchases that evening. So it gives you $5 off a purchase. And of course, you're going to buy some of Jess Walter's. Well, sure. Well, yeah. sure. And yeah. and and where is the Chucknut Radio Hour happening this year? At the Hotel Leo in downtown Bellingham in the Crystal right. Ballroom. I don't know if they still call it the Crystal Ballroom. That's what they called it back in the day, that's right? As old timers, yeah, the it. Leopold. Um, but that's a great venue. So go down ahead of time uh, with your date or your friends, and you know, get a little something to eat and something to drink at Amendment Twenty One, and then go into the show. It'll be really great. And we are really um, grateful to the Hotel Leo. They are hosting our author again this year. So thank you to them. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice place to stay. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did want to mention is the, the Deming library event while it's currently book, you know, sold out and there's a waiting list, we will be recording it. Great. So we will have it not right away because it takes some time to edit. Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll have it up on our, our website and our YouTube, uh, channel. That's going to be great because I know with that event, first of all, it's a smaller crowd because mm -hmm. of the location. Um, but then I know that Katrina, Katrina Caraba and Aaron Suda, who are both with the Deming Library, they'll be um, facilitating that conversation. And they have an activity planned for the Q&A part that will get Ooh. neighbors talking to neighbors and um, thinking of questions to ask Jess. And so I think it's it's going to be handled in a little different way. That should be really interesting oh. to see. So uh, thanks for recording that, Neil. That's going to be great. And, of course, the Mount Baker Theater event is always recorded, too, by right. our friends at BTV. And we'll have that will be up on the Whatcom Reads YouTube channel as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So so we're we're getting the word out there. We're trying to reach as many people as we can. Yeah, let you participate in as many ways as you can. And the, yeah. I will say the fifth event um, is online. That's so right. if you're um, either listening, you know, you are uh, don't live here in Whatcom County or you're not quite ready to come out and do large group events yet, uh, you can attend the online conversation, which is Saturday morning, um, 11 a.m., Saturday, March 4th. That's right. With Paul Hansen of Village Books, who will be interviewing Jess Walter. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun, action-packed week. Yeah, and you don't want to miss the Mount Baker Theater event because at the end of the Mount Baker Theater event, yeah, we announce next year's book Ooh. and the Wacom Rights prompt. So don't miss that. You'll be the first to know um, what book we'll all be reading together uh, for next year and the author who will be coming to town. And you can also start thinking about what you want to write for Wacom Rights and what you might want to create for the Allied Arts Arts Challenge as well. So watch for all that. And Neil, I know you'll have the book and the uh, Wacom Rights prompt up on wacomreads.org on Saturday, March 4th. That's right. So there's nothing really more to say. I think we really need to bring in our our special guest, yeah. Jess, Jess Walter. Welcome to Bellingham and Whatcom County, Jess Walter. I'm 
really excited to welcome to the podcast the author of the 2023 Whatcom Reads book selection, The Cold Millions. Welcome, Jess Walter. Thank you, Neil. Ah, yeah, it's so good to have you coming to town. I have to say, um, I am a huge fan personally. Um, I I discovered you when a small theater company in Seattle, the Book It Theater, performed an adaptation of uh, your 2009 novel, The Financial Lives of the Poets. That was such a fun production. I remember that. It was, Were you able to, to come and Yeah, see? I saw it. And it's such a thrill. Maybe more, you know, I've, I, I've only had one of my books done as a film, which um, my very first one, the, the Ruby Ridge book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watching a live theater version, it was like seeing those characters come alive in a different way than watching a film is. When you're watching a film, you're thinking about adaptation, you're, you know, you're sort of, you know, thinking about all these things. When you're watching a play, you're watching these human beings interact in a space that makes you feel like your characters have come alive. It was so much fun to watch. And they, I thought they did a great job. Book It does such a wonderful job. That book, you know, uh, hit a nerve in me as a middle-aged man who had been working in the dot-coms in, you know, 2000 and so, and, you know, everything, my, my kind of world sort of fell out from under me like the protagonists of that book there was there was a lot i could relate to yeah i it's so funny i that of of all the books i've written men of a certain age will come up to me and i can sometimes (laughs) see it in their eyes you know And, and i you know i think that was some of the stuff i was going through you know that and so to put it in this manic voice and to have it be you know to have um, what maybe took, you know, four or five years, you know, of, of kind of realizing that, um, you know, that the ground was coming out from under your feet to put that in a week, I think, you know, gave, <laughs> gave it such energy and it was a fun book to write and to then to do it with that sense of humor. You know, I think I grew up in a household where we weren't really allowed self-pity. You know, my dad would not stand for that. And so to take a, you know, a hard moment and write it, hopefully with great humor, um, you know, and then I think if you've gone through that time, you know, as a reader, you can hopefully find your way to laugh at, you know, at how human it makes you, you know, how it connects you with all the rest of humanity. Everyone's going to go through times like that. Yeah. Um, So hopefully that, hopefully that character, Matt did that for other people. He, he really resonated with, with me, in fact, as I'm sitting here in my slippers. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a $9 gallon of milk, I hope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One thing about this year that's really exciting, this is our 15th year um, oh, with a that. community read, with Whatcom Reads. And I wondered if you'd been involved in any other community reads like this. You know, I have with other books and especially with The Cold Millions. The Cold Millions is an NEA big read selection. And so other communities have chosen it. But I think more than that, I think the themes of this book just connect in so many great ways with other local histories, with, you know, most cities, especially in the West, have a similar history to Spokane. You know, this sort of golden age where there was so much wealth, where there was vaudeville, where um, labor was trying to get a foothold. I think that and the fact that so many of the issues that kind of uh, animate the novel are also um 
you know, things that we deal with right now, you know, from income inequality to, um, you know, civil uh, disobedience to, you know, uh, um, you know, how to deal with labor. And, and so that I, I, I think this book has struck a nerve because I do find myself getting lots of requests. I was so excited, partly because I love Bellingham and it's such an amazing book town. And then just to see, you know, the the wealth of events that Whatcom County is putting on, it's it's always so flattering. You know, the you write a book and you hope it connects with individuals, but to have it connect with communities means something even even more in a way. Well, it's it's that's exciting, and and it's it was actually going to be my next question was whether you'd spent time in Bellingham. Yeah, my oldest daughter went to Western. Oh, nice. Uh, and so I spent quite a bit of time up there. And then um, and and then my second connection to it is really just village books and, you know, finding myself in Bellingham doing events. And, you know, it's, it's just such a really is such a great book city. You know, you when you're in New York, often they have such little sense of place in the West, you know, they'll, they'll be like, um, you know, well, we want you to, you know, on Monday, you'll be in, uh, you have an afternoon reading in San Francisco and Monday night, you have a reading in Seattle. And it's like, that's, <laughs> you can't really drive that, you know, but no. one thing that they really know is Bellingham, you know, that that's one of those places that, that, you know, on a book tour, they usually send you to the population centers, but they really try to scratch out a, a special place for cities like Bellingham because they support authors and events and books in, in a way that um, belies the size of the city. Bellingham is, is, has a lot going on. There'll be a lot of restaurants. I hope you'll get some time to wander around downtown. You'll be staying um, at the the Hotel Leo downtown. So you'll be within walking distance of, of all sorts of things to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to. It's, um, yeah, I, I get in Wednesday and then, you know, and the last event's Friday. So it's great to get to spend a few days. That's that's another nice thing, you know, about a community reads um, uh, event like this or series of events is, you know, you you really do get, you know, more than just popping in and giving a talk at the auditorium, you get to really see the place. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. We actually leave, my wife and I are headed to Europe for a month um, right after that. So I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, that'll, that'll be my last official event. And then we fly from Seattle to Paris. So um, wow. yeah, I will, uh, I'll, I'll be off duty as soon as, as soon as I finish my last event in Bellingham. Well, you'll have to pay attention to how 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 much Bellingham and Paris are alike. I, think. <laughs> I will. Yeah, <laughs> the, the other city of lights. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this: on a personal note, um, were you? I, I'm sure your your agent um, let you know that we that we have a podcast. Are you a podcast listener? I am sadly not much of a podcast listener and I'll tell you why um, I can't listen to them when I'm working because mm -hmm. yes I can't have anything on that is people talking because it um, it you know sort of gets in the way of what I'm writing and then I don't commute anywhere my office is exactly 71 steps from my back door and so <laughs> um, my by the time I got to 
from the back door to my office, I would just be barely through the theme song. So I have found my way when I travel sometimes. I, I listen to them. It's so great. It's such a return to um, to a more interesting style of you know mm-hmm. delivering things. I mean, I, I'm a, I love old radio, and it kind of reminds me of that, this rich period that we're in with podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Well, you will be, I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this, but one of your performances is going to be on a radio show. Yeah, the Chuckanut Radio Show, is that Chuckanut right? Chuckanut Radio Hour, and it's, yeah. it's put on by Village Books. Right, um, yeah. And it's, it's. I'm not going to tell you too much about it, because you probably, the, the surprise will probably help you. Just tell perfect. me if I need to bring a musical instrument, that's all. <laughs> you need a cowbell. And <laughs> you need more cowbell. Yeah, yes, exactly. All right, I will bring. I will bring cowbell. That's probably all I can play. At this all right, point. all right. That sounds good. I, you will love it, though. They'll, they'll, it'll be a live performance. Yeah, um, in front of an audience, just yeah. like the old old time yeah. radio style. There's a there's a radio show in live in uh, Portland called Live Wire that I've done. That is so yeah, cool. it's great fun. Half part variety show, part uh, you know, part book show. So it's great. Yeah. Well, so one thing I do want to ask you about is um, is your connection to libraries. I've listened to some of your past interviews, and I know that um, you didn't you didn't necessarily grow up in a in a home that had tons of books all over. No, we didn't. Um, yeah, I, I you know I come from pretty blue collar stock, which is reflected in the Cold Millions and its themes and also in the in the acknowledgments at the end, my dad worked at an aluminum plant, and uh, you know my mom was a housewife, and neither of them had been to college. Uh, my siblings and I are first generation college students, and so wanting to be an author was a little bit of a leap of faith. You know, I also wanted to be an NBA point guard, which um, uh, I'm still clinging to it. I don't know how, but I'm still clinging to that dream too. Never too late. Never too late. But they both seemed like actually kind of unobtainable dreams. You know, I didn't, I didn't know how to become an author, but I remember, yeah, from my early days, um, my mom was actually really read to us. And I, I got a stick in my left eye when I was five. I don't have any vision in that eye. And so that's kind of when my when books became my best friends because I had to miss a lot of school to have. I had three eye sur- surgeries and had to wear a, an eye patch. And, um, and I think like a lot of writers, you get pulled out of the mainstream of of the rest of the children and you find your way to books and libraries. And so I just became a voracious reader and writer. I, um, uh, and you know, that, that was where I first had the dream of becoming a writer myself and would crouch in the stacks of my middle school library and imagine where my books would go. Um, my sister for not coming from a literary house, my brother is the sports editor of the newspaper here in Spokane. And my sister was a long time, uh, uh, library director in uh, Whitman County, Pullman and Ma- and Colfax, Washington. Wow. And um, so we all sort of found our way into writing and reading and books. And um, because of that, I probably do more library events than anyone because I'm still so terrified of my big sister. And uh, <laughs> if, a, if a library asks me, I, I really can't find a way to say no. Well, that's a, that's a good way to be. Yeah, it is there. You know, that that's, 
my my two favorite scenes in the cold millions take place in libraries the there's one in in the library of lem brand um, where the title comes from it's rye sitting there in the in the incredible wealth and opulence of this man's library knowing that he probably hasn't read any of these books in these floor to ceiling stacks and asking if he has um uh, if he has war and peace and the man not even knowing what's in his own library. And that's where he thinks the great unfairness that his brother who would kill to be in a room like this will never find his way. And that's where he thinks about the difference between these rich people and the cold millions who don't yeah. have anything. And then the other scene is late in the book when Rye goes into uh, Carnegie library and um, is really treated the best that he's treated in the book. It's one of the few times when people don't look down on him for being an indigent hobo. Um, and it's, you know, when he's in a library and that, that those two moments to me really frame the book. And it's probably the place where I get the most emotional and American and egalitarian is when I step into a library. If you think of it, it really is probably the, you know, the, place where for, where for so many writers, they, they began to dream of doing this thing, you know, and where they, where they return to research and, you know, where they hope to have their books placed, you know, it's a combination of research and aspiration and, you know, the, and democracy. I think that it's hard to get cynical about a library. So when you were saying that you were in your middle school library, looking at where your books would go, were you looking like yeah, alphabetical in the in the um, it's, yeah, it's actually how I discovered Kurt Vonnegut Jr. My uh, was my first literary hero. Um, you know, there were there were books I loved before that. My gosh, I loved Treasure Island and mm -hmm. uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. I loved adventure books and time travel and sci-fi. But it was really reading Vonnegut and the way he used humor and humanism and you know the so many of the techniques of literary fiction, but brought them all in with humor that made me think, oh, this is what I want to do. And I started reading him because in my junior high library, Breakfast of Champions came right before where Walter would go. And so um, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it was. Uh, I Thankfully, they didn't have Hugh Walpole in my, in my <laughs> eighth grade library. I would have gone in like some 19th century direction. Yeah. What a great uh, tribute to libraries there. Yeah, well, they deserve it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to cut it short here because I I feel like uh, I can't top, we can't top that little <laughs> story there. So thank you, Jess Walter, for being here. And, and I can't wait to, to see you uh, on March 2nd through the 4th here in Whatcom County. You're going to have a great time. And, you know, hit me up if you need to go hit the breweries. I will. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So, um, yeah, it's the, I, I would say it's the highlight of my spring, but I am leaving for Europe the next day, but it's, uh, I'm still, so, I'm so excited to get to back to Bellingham and um, talk books with uh, great readers. Yeah, you're going to have a great time here. Yeah, thank you, Neil. Well, that's our show. Millions of warm thanks go to Jess Walter for the conversation. You'll have several opportunities to hear Jess speaking live the first week of March. Check out his appearances on whatcomreads.org, and remember you will need to register to attend these presentations. 
Thanks again to my boss, Mary Vermillion. Amateurs sit and wait for inspiration. The rest of us just get up and go to work. You can find all our podcast episodes, including last week's Oral History of Whatcom Reads, on our website at wcls.org slash podcast. You'll find links and images there, too. Take a look. Until next time, this is Neil McKay for the Whatcom County Library System. Take care, friends.